You are listening to Terminators on Tech. I'm Chuck, your host. Every week, I pick the brain of my fellow Terminators to talk about tech. Okay, so um, welcome to this uh, webinar. So we like always have this uh, every, yes, we always have this every week. And I know uh, people are looking forward to this because this is something that we try that would be different because um, I think like the webinar that we had before is more like focused on knowledge graph, focused on Terminus DB and the tech behind it. It's more like sharing techno technological knowledge, but I think like mm -hmm. other than that, like our team has more to offer. <laughs> so that's why like uh, I have this idea of, um, you know, interviewing Kitty. Uh, Kitty is our uh, developer mm -hmm. in a team. She's working with the front end um, and she did lots of important stuff for Terminus DB, especially for Hub. Um, so I think I will let I will let Kitty to uh, introduce herself and like tell us what she do in in the work and what you know what what role she play in in developing Terminus DB. Yeah. Uh, all right. So so to introduce myself, as Chuck mentioned, uh, my name is Kitty Jos and uh, I'm from India. Um, about something about my background would be um, I did my entire schooling in uh, Qatar, which is in Middle East. Uh, after which I decided to do uh, my uh, bachelor's in computer science. Um, after that, I worked for three years as a software developer in Qatar. And then I decided it's time for a break. Uh, decided to do my master's and I flew to Dublin. And I've been in Dublin since then. And now I'm part of Terminus DB. So that's, that's me in a nutshell. And um, about my development background, um, so I started coding using C language. Um, and um, so my first project was to um, design a voice enabling system. Just to give you a brief about it, um, it was actually, um, it was actually uh, focused on helping blind people. Uh, so for example, like if a person with some sort of like issue with eyesight or like if the person is deaf, um, our system would actually understand um, what the person does. I mean, whatever commands he gives and would just make it happen. It's just a voice enabling system. So my basic uh, coding skills developed by using C language along with JavaScript. And at that point, the data format which we were using were XMLs. So that was my intro towards uh, coding land and yeah. So um, at present, I work as a knowledge engineer in Terminus DB, uh, basically responsible in understanding and implementing um, our graph database, which is Terminus DB. And, um, but again, I'm all over the place. So <laughs> I basically work with different stuff. Um, but uh, for the past six months, or maybe three months, my basic focus was on React JavaScript. So yeah, that's me. And again, as I said, I'm all over the place helping every team member. And yes, that's that's me. Yeah, that's that's why I love Kitty. Like she can do like everything. <laughs> like and it's 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 really good. Like working with a small team, you see like all these people are so talented, they can do like anything. Yeah, it's true like, anything uh, it is. <laughs> yeah, that's but like you talk about C, is like is is that your first language? Because it sounds really scary. Mm. I, I that was I my only... first language. Really? Like how? Because like yeah, 
in school, you mean? <laughs> no, not in school. Uh, like this was back in 2011. Like this was my first job ever. And we had to develop this system in which, as I said, this was a voice enabling system. And I had another project as well, which was sort of a medical system, which allows real time transfer of medical information, which comes from sensors. And in obviously you need Wi-Fi, you need Wi-Fi to breathe actually. So uh, it just transfers this medical data via a phone over the Wi-Fi to whatever platform which helps doctors and stuff. So basically C language was what we adapted for both of these projects. And um, of course, JavaScripting here, bits and that. And yeah, I mean, but back at the time it was really cool, so. Yeah, oh. it sounds really impressive. Hey, hello, yes. <laughs> I can see Tara yeah. has mentioned Oh, yes. you're coding beginner. Trust me, you're you're gonna bloom. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. So you have to start somewhere. Like I remember, I learned a little bit of you know um you know uh for like it's no no for not Fortran like uh, Pascal or like something, you know more mm. like a, a toy box thing. Uh, but I never like until you know I started as a data scientist. I do some like really professional <laughs> coding stuff with Python, which is much easier. I think C is yeah. really impressive. <laughs> like I want to learn C to like you know look at the Python internals and stuff like that. But uh, but how about you? Like uh, I know you know a lot of language by now but like what language that you haven't you know learned it yet that you want to learn most uh chuck the funny thing is you just mentioned it <laughs> you know python really? i have no clue about it you just mentioned it like you know um honestly i i know you love python i mean uh guys whoever are viewing my video chuck always speaks about python she's a true um pro lover of python Actually, I haven't got a chance yet. I mean, I've done bits and tats from here and there in Python, that too, after being a part of TermasDB. But to be honest, that is one of the language which I would learn if I get a chance. And and honestly, I'm not saying because it's popular, because, come on, JavaScript is also kind of popular. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, stuff is JavaScript, yeah. Come on, there you can use JavaScript in the back end as well, like Node.js and stuff, yeah. you know. So. Yeah, that's quite um, powerful, though. Yes, but um, but being a part of MSDB, it would be really nice if I could learn a bit of Python because I can always help in some sort of, you know, machine automation, sort of cool scripts and stuff. So it's 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 not a short-term goal, but it would be a long-term goal. Uh, goal. Sorry. Luke asked, like, what about Rust? Do you want to learn Rust? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't want to learn Rust, sorry. Yeah, yeah, Python is awesome. I, I'm glad to hear that, like, you're on board now. Like, uh, you can work with me uh, to do the Python yeah. client. That would be amazing. Um, yeah. And trust me, Python is easy if you can do C. So, because, <laughs> like, Python oh. is, you know, interpret to C uh, with the, uh, you know, standard C Python um, uh, interpreter. So, yeah, right. you're kind of one step ahead of all of us, actually. Um, <laughs> so, Matthias um, will be upset. <laughs> yeah, we, we do have really like smart uh, Rust engineer in our team as well. So they, they really think Rust is the, you know, the holy grail. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, so I uh, really want to know, because you mentioned like your first job was working in that, you know, um, kind of medical tech uh, company. But do you like, like, I, I assume that you have, you know, maybe some time in your life that you think that, oh, actually, I want to, I'm interested in tech, I want to maybe study and, you know, have a career in tech. So um, what, what, at what point you kind of decided that? And do you have any, like, problem with maybe your family say, oh, that's a guy thing? Or if you have your peers would be like, oh, you're, you're doing things that 
uh, usually like guys would do. So um, do you have that mm. questions for yourself? Well, uh, to be honest, like uh, if I, I was to recap in, in my life, like a few years ago, no, actually a decade ago to be precise. <laughs> so um, it was, I guess, back in my sixth grade in which uh, a computer came to my house, okay? And that was the first computer I set my eye on. And I was like, oh, whoa, this is cool. And I just, I just had this Mac, you know, with computers and, you know, and like parents would be like, ah, oh, she's a computer geek. And honestly, I wouldn't do much, but then I liked the tag, which I got as a geek, you know, <laughs> but even though I'm not, trust me. Um, and then, and then when I was in 11th grade, you wouldn't believe the first programming language, which I learned back in the days, I guess it was in 2005, maybe, was Visual Basic 6.0? Yeah, I think I've came across Visual <laughs> Basic, but I'm not a big fan of it. Hey, just... I'm not a fan of it as well. I mean, <laughs> it was part of the course which I was doing. I was doing the yeah. subject uh, named Informatics Practice, and it was part of my syllabus. So <laughs> it was Visual Basic yeah. 6.0, <laughs> and I printed Hello World there, and Hello yeah. World came in the screen, and I put some yeah. colors on my forms and stuff, and I was like, <laughs> oh, cool, I can coach it. <laughs> and then, you know, yeah. and yeah. I just thought... It's gonna be nice. Like, I mean, I had an act for it as, as usual. And then, then I learned a bit of MySQL. And then my first application, which I developed uh, when I was in school, was again using Visual Basic and um, and um, coming coming up with a form control form, which would like it's like kind of a UI which would interact with a student database and would just get information. So it was pretty cool at that point. Uh, I told my parents about this, and honestly, they were all pro and supporting in this matter and nobody actually judged me and I mean nobody even said anything like it's a male dominated industry so I always had the support I guess like you know um and then yeah and to be to be honest like I don't know how it is um all over India but I did my uh, master's in India in a place named Kerala and over there trust me in my in my class there were like 60 students in which majority were females. So, so I don't know. I mean, of course, I mean, I do know it's a male-dominated industry, but um, at least from where I came, I mean, there were more girls than boys for computer science, at least. Um, so I always got the support I wanted, I guess. Like, if that answers the question you asked. Yeah, it's, it sounds like it's, uh, it's something that, you know, uh, maybe... I can't relate to because like I grew up in, mm. in you know Hong Kong it's like Asia and all this tech thing is really like label as male thing and right. um, yeah I, I was I was I actually was studying physics and I was like we only have maybe 10 uh, less than 10 percent uh, ladies in uh, even like bachelor in master is another story it's like less and less so um, right. yeah so it's surprised to hear that uh, in your no it's it's <laughs> just in computer science as I said like for for I guess it's the same even now, like back in Kerala, again, I tag, it's just in my place, yeah. Mechanical engineer and electrical engineering are considered as a male-dominated, so like a male thing. You wouldn't even see one girl attending a mechanical or like civil sort of stream, you know. But all of the girls used to come for computer science, so... <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's really good, like kind of like all the, you know, the, you know all these like smartest brain, uh, like, you know, working together and they're you know a lot of female in it that's that's great <laughs> but then i do realize after coming to um coming to dublin and when i was in qatar 
like honestly i haven't worked with many females you know in computer um in the computer domain so that's when i realized okay so females are not interested in it and i never worked in india to actually give a statement on it you know but yes in dublin i've i've seen and of course for the meetups which you know gavin and yourself conduct hardly any females attend so now i understand yeah. i mean i mean i noticed it like 5 6 years before like you know but uh, don't know how it is <laughs> yeah but um do you think that is actually difficult when you you know um when you started your career you moved to dublin which is you know you start to feel that okay the industry is actually quite male dominated and do you wish that you get like do you have the difficulty and do you wish that there would be like some support from maybe some other you know female developers or maybe like any groups that would, would like what kind of support mm. do you think that would really help if someone just started so um so i mean when i came to dublin and um and when i started working here um to be honest like i didn't go through any sort of difficulties as as you mentioned there was this one instance in uh, in which maybe maybe i'm overthinking it back at the time i didn't really care much but since i'm giving this webinar i was like oh okay so that might be a sort of you know a gender discrimination which i got so i was working in a company here which was providing support um uh, uh, in us so the timings wouldn't match like you know um it's i guess yeah. it does behind or something yeah so and i had to be on site i couldn't do work from home so i actually had to travel a, it was a bit far and it was not quite nice area of dublin um so i remember my boss specifically asking me you know like um you know this is a job which does uh, support at off hours will you be comfortable traveling at this point you know be considering you're a female like to this i mean it it might be a sort of um, maybe i'm i'm overreading the fact uh, but maybe he wanted to just support me but uh, at that point i was like yeah i'm fine coming up but then the next statement which he mentioned was um like being a girl i mean you'll have to do work stuff like at home so i don't want uh, family over uh can people can still but, hear I mean, you that's okay. the only Sorry? Uh sorry like the internet was a bit funky. Do you mind just repeat like a little bit before what you were saying? <laughs> oh sorry yeah my internet connection is unstable. Sorry. Kitty went weird. Yeah. Okay. It, it, yeah, it ha- happened all the time now because of this uh, crazy <laughs> time that we have. So if you don't mind telling me like back you know to your story about like cuz I think your your boss or your colleague just assume that you have the you know a, a road in your family to be you know um doing housework assume so uh so how do you feel about it <laughs> I mean back at the time I was like come on there's nothing like that and I mean I was full of energy as well like you know and I was like it's it's not the case and uh and honestly I was like dude that's not fair you know that's the only instance which in my entire life i felt like you know there was a gender discrimination but other than that i've never felt i've never gone through anything in which like you know there's a discrimination but of course the, like it's kind of weird when you go to some places and there's just like male toilets you know oh, yeah. for a female <laughs> toilet you have to walk miles and miles which which gets really irritating so those sort of discrimination is like come on there can be at least two females who are working in the it industry or like computer engineering or whatever you know you can't like restrict those sort of 
toilets just for meals. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, toilet is a funny issue because, like, I think we had really funny stuff with the toilets in the conference because we try to make it like unisex toilet, and even like you know in London, some of like you know new companies mm. they try to be you know oh we have gender neutral toilets just to be equal and for people who may be more comfortable using a gender neutral toilet. But I think I heard some ladies complaining that like uh, because they don't want to share a toilet with guys because yeah. they are generally more dirty like in their place I, I don't know whether it's a discrimination against sorry woman to all your guys man. there yeah i don't know which which one is the gay like which one is discriminating against which one, yeah. <laughs> toilet yeah. is always like a fight you know like, it's, it's yeah. a fight yes but it's more evident in some places like if you go and attend some sort of like you know like some customer client places and then you just have there's a big discrimination because like the male toilet is right in front of the of the board, you know, like the boardroom. And for female toilet, maybe you have to go to the fourth floor or maybe the ground floor. Why not in the same floor? Like, you know, or yeah. So yeah. that's the sort of thing which I felt. Come on. But yeah. it's it's okay. Yeah, I always feel that like there is something wrong with it when like I have to walk further for the toilet. So yeah, <laughs> toilet is a big fight. Anyway. So um uh, I want to ask like maybe more casual question uh, that's like uh, do you have any person in mind that would like that inspire you most like could be in tech could be not in tech any topic mm. figure that inspire you most or maybe even um, not topic figure could be your friend I don't know just let us know <laughs> right so I mean from a tech perspective it's like I mean of course there are many like you know Mark Zuckerberg Elon Musk etc but they're all super figures you know but uh, the person who inspired me most was my first boss again. Like he, he was like my mentor and you know, there's a big difference once you graduate from school and then when you're working in like practical, like theory is not practical, you know? So uh, my this boss was, I mean, is like really nice and I learned a lot of things from him. Uh, in fact, he, he is from Turin in Italy. Uh, we still do communicate with each other during the pandemic issues and stuff as well, but he's doing well. But I learned a lot of things, which I guess till date, I apply it in my daily life, you know, even uh, being a knowledge engineer as of what I am today. Um, I, I mean, I would quote a few things which I learned from him. For example, he always said being a computer engineer, you you have to keep on, you know, adapting to trial and error method. Like keep trying. It's like this might work, that might work. If this worked also, why did it work? see what is good for you, things like that. And of course, be persistent, never give up. And um, to be honest, it's like, he always used to say like, you know, technology, especially computer science is one domain in which things keep on changing. Like you have a language which is hot at this period of the time. And then later on, it might change. Then some other language might overtake it. Some other languages might just die. But whatever it is, he used, to, he used to be a strong believer of like knowing one language properly, you know. You don't need to learn all the languages, just learn one language. And with that one language's understanding, it's quite easy to learn any other language. So be a pro learner in your life, which I think I am right now being a part of Terminus DB. Like it's learning yeah. every day, <laughs> okay? Yes. So yes, and also one one big hint, which not not hint, which... Um, which I do believe even now is in, in like, you know, be, we being coders, it's, it's quite difficult that like you keep looking at something, you're coding the same thing and it's quite easy to get zoned off, you know, 
like you you look at it but maybe it's just a you know a colon or something missing yeah. but you look at it so long it's yeah. like you're 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 entering this rabbit hole <laughs> right yeah. i mean i've gone through that last time and the best thing which he said is if you spend uh, time looking or dealing with a problem for more than a particular threshold then always ask and it's not a, a software or a product is never a one man job it's always a team effort so ask and you'll always get help so there are many other nice things which i you know learned from him and i was under him for like 3 4 years so i guess he helped to mold me to whatever i am so from a tech perspective i would say my first boss really inspired me now from uh from an interest aspect uh i i kind of like to paint so i had this awesome artist he is from france his name is um, thomas salet i don't know if you guys have heard about him if you guys are interested in painting do follow him on instagram he is a pop pop and abstract artist and the best thing is like he keeps traveling from one place to another live there for like a year two years and you know keeps painting and that's really you know inspires me a lot and from a personal aspect to be honest um it's my dad who is become, who's been a big inspiration like you know is if it wouldn't be uh, i wouldn't be myself if if it wasn't for my dad so i owe him big time so yeah these were the people who <laughs> inspired oh, me that's that's right. good to know and i think when you mentioned your boss i think it's like really it just say, like it kind of reveal how important a mentorship is especially for a younger um developer who just like maybe started the career maybe they just graduated or maybe they just changed career i think mentorship is very important so it's very important yeah i do think that's actually in terms of we have a lot of mentorship we help of each course. other a lot so how does it how does it like anything special about working in terminus db compared to your previous jobs <laughs> anything there oh guys uh, trust me there are loads of things different here yeah? so i used to be one of those um desk job sort of person like go 9 to 5 do my work come back tell them about our first, first work day <laughs> guys yeah actually <laughs> um well so It was the first time I'm working as a start uh, in a in a startup and I've always been like a desktop sort of person as I meant but um so I come to town this DB and then I see again three I uh, know two males okay who took my interview one is Gavin and one is Kevin and these guys were like sitting there and to be honest it was Kevin's house <laughs> where my interview <laughs> took place <laughs> and I was like blown apart okay and then he was like It's okay man facebook was developed like this like it was in a garage you know it's it was in a garage and look at who mark zuckerberg is today. i'm like yo cool i mean initially i thought i got lost you know on the way to my interview but that was oh the God. actual interview but um honestly being working um working as part of terminus db means a lot cuz first thing to be said is it it kind of invokes a sort of um extra sense of responsibility like it's like this thing that you owe it you know and you own it and it's kind of like you treat it like your baby and then you know it's under you and there is this extra sense of responsibility which i've never got from any of my past jobs because it always used to be like 9 to 5 do it submit click fill your time sheets get out <laughs> you know that's been the way it's been working but um here there's this extra sense of 
ownership, responsibility. Of course, um, you build up a lot of confidence. The best thing which I feel is you're always free to, um, you're always free to like, um, you know, use whatever tools you like or whatever software you like. You know, it, it's not like somebody decide, decides it and you just have to adapt to it. You always have a voice here, you know, and it's, it's really nice. And um, I mean, to like conclude, it's exciting. And I feel like I'm a big part of, of the big picture, you know, rather than like a small part of a big picture. So, I mean, to conclude, I feel like a Terminator, actually. Yeah. yeah, that's <laughs> Like a proper I, Terminator. Yeah, I love, like, working, like, for open source, because I remember it was, like, all the time that, you know, when I start a new job, they would ask me, like, oh, we'll give you a computer of, like, this, like, mm. Windows installs, then, like, you come, like, okay, yeah. I'm using Windows, oh, my God, but, like, uh, when I started in Terminal CB, like I would just say, "Can I use my laptop?" Because I'm used to it and I want to code with it. And they say yes. So yeah, <laughs> it's amazing. Oh, I still I remember uh, the same question was asked to me. All right, uh, which laptop do you prefer? I've never got that question. I mean, never. It's always like, "This is your laptop. This is your OS. This is your stuff. Do it." But here, which PC? Uh, and after that, which OS would you like? And I'm like, "Oh, okay, that's pretty cool." <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. honestly, I mean, I've been using Windows my whole life because Windows is what, I mean, at least most of the majority of the, you know, like companies use. So I never use Linux, but if I had an opportunity before where I could choose and stuff and then it was cool. Yeah, but my nice. friend will love you. Uh, he is like, he's a Python Which... developer, but he works for Microsoft. So basically he do all these like integration with Python in um, with um, Microsoft uh, systems. Like he's mm -hmm. the main guy doing it. So he, he would love to talk to you. Like if you want to learn Python, if you're using Windows, like he would love to talk to you. So um, oh, that would be great. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so. Oh, well, I, I am looking forward to meet your friend though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. so, um, so you may, want to tell yourself that oh maybe start using linux but i i would say think that maybe like it's, it's a very interesting question that i always think that what would you tell your 12 year old self what would you if you can go back in time take a time machine go back what would you tell like when you were kind of like starting to you know like just start as a teenager and like very young starting to understand the world what what would you tell yourself well um first thing i would say is don't eat too much. Okay. <laughs> it's impossible. For me, it's impossible. And, and guys, just for people uh, who, um, so being a Terminator is one thing as well, because you get awesome food to eat uh, being a part of Terminus BB. So you just keep on adding to your weight. <laughs> so I would just go and warn my 12 year old self saying, hey, you know what? In the future, you're going to join Terminus BB. Don't eat yourself. <laughs> Don't eat much, you know, something like that. Uh, but jokes apart, um, if I was to speak to my 12 years old self, um, I would just like, like, tell like, I mean, okay, you like computers, you like coding, whatever. But um, it's something which I kind of regret now. I mean, I would always say just don't stick on to just one language, you know, I mean, stick on to one to understand the base, but always like, get a contemporary knowledge like languages keep changing and of course practice is better than you know theoretical stuff so keep practicing your code so that you know the the more you when you start an actual career it's like 
you know, you just know how this part fits into that part and, you know, what's the importance of like writing a piece of code which you can reuse here and there rather than just thinking of the problem at that point, you know. Like initially you can write like around 5,000 line of code to fix one problem, but rewrite it, rewrite it. And it takes a lot of practice actually, you know, and a lot of patience also. So I would just say like, you know, focus on the problem, focus on the output, but keep on coding, like, you know, improvise every time. Don't just like, I mean, I used to do that when I was growing up, you know, like once I get the output, okay, stop. <laughs> okay, that's it, deploy, whatever. But I was just, I mean, now, I mean, this is something I learned from my experience, you know, it's, it's not like you just get your output. It's a lot more than that. Like, you know, like how clean your code is, like optimization. Like if, if you can use the same piece of code somewhere else for some other problem, you know, make it generic. I mean, I learned it through experience, which took me like two, three years. I, I'm not sure, maybe that's me, but most of y'all would be awesome to begin with. So I would just say to myself, like start coding because, you know, just don't code of whatever, you know, the school or college ask you to do code on your own as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the uh, and, best way to learn stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And then again, since I'm 12 years old, I don't think I would have listened to anybody, even myself. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I don't think I can tell my 12 year old self to not eat that much. I love food. Like, especially. You, you're when not I putting weight. Okay, Chuck. <laughs> Yeah, I can't even stop now. Like not not like not even like my twelve year old self. But, yeah. yeah. Right, right. Um yeah, so oh. So yeah. I think um that's all the questions that I have think about before. If any of you that uh, have any questions, it's the time now to shoot it in the chat. If uh there isn't any, then we we will have to uh oh you have one. All right. Please. What is the question? You have to type really quickly. Or like, do you want to raise your hand and like, uh, I, I don't see any like things. <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh. I can see the smiley face though. Like I have one and a smiley face, so I don't know what's the question. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Ask the yeah. question. Yep. Maybe there's like some problem with the internet again. So, oh. um, so any questions from, from like uh, other core members? I think like we got quite a few people here. If you want to know more about Kitty? Well, we, we like, we spent a lot of time together before. We have lunch every day <laughs> when I, uh, when we are in the office. So, oh, there's a and I, I got it. Oh, Robin, <laughs> what's your favorite, favorite language now? This My favorite language now? Um, well, actually, that's a good question. Um, as of now, I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of falling in love with this React JavaScript, especially after their hooks released. I mean, it's kind of very nice. So, so I mean, just to give a briefing, I mean, I used to use JavaScript, like basically with HTML, CSS, which, which is really boring, you know, it's very, very boring, actually. I mean, it used to kill me, I used to die one by one. Um, yes, I will answer that question right now. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And um, uh, yeah, so as of now, I would say my favorite language right now is React JavaScript, but I've always been a JavaScript person. So, so I hope that answers your question, Robin. Yeah, uh, Lace's question is, um, yeah, how did you deal with imposter syndrome Ooh, when you started? Yeah, was that a problem for you? I think, yeah, I, I think it's a very good question because a lot of people got the imposter syndrome. So 
Um, did you but have what that is problem? This? Imposter yeah. syndrome? Imposter syndrome means that, uh, you know, sometimes you feel that you're not good enough. You feel that, you know, I can't do this job. And do you have that insecurity when you started? Oh, yeah. And uh, how do you overcome it? Well, well, honestly, I had it big time. And I do have it sometimes even now, to be honest. But again, uh, you know, trust yourself. And the best thing which, I mean, which helped me uh, to, get, uh, to overcome this particular syndrome was um, first of all, and the more you learn, the best. And see, so basically I told you, I started working with C language, right, to begin with. And uh, I mean, I find it a bit hard. I used to find it a bit hard as well. So when something uh, or some sort of um, issue was thrown at you or you had to do some sort of particular task, then, I mean, of course you doubt yourself, you know, and you have this thing, oh, can I do it? Can I do it? And honestly, I, I, I mean, whatever you study in theory is not what you code, <laughs> you know, towards the end of it. Um, to be honest, the best thing which I found out was to, as I mentioned earlier in the, in the interview as well, I mean, I used to write like a thousand lines of code, get the output. And again, my mentor was really nice. So I used to refactor on it, refactor, re-improvise. And of course, I used to take a lot of hours after work also to do this. And once I got a very good, there was like, you know, a sort of stepping stone in it, you know, like there's a sense of confidence you build uh, naturally once you get one sort of compliment, like, okay, work accomplished. It's, it's a good thing, you know, so that's how I got over my imposter syndrome. But I, I mean, for me, imposter syndrome was just like for maybe the first three months. But after that, when you see that you're doing well, it just went away you know so yeah, wow. <laughs> but I guess impressive. everybody no I mean I still do have imposter syndrome you know when big tasks are thrown at me like I mean you can ask Kevin it I'll be like oh okay I'll give it a try oh my god you know I mean come on it's not quite impressive everybody has their own way in dealing with their sort of syndrome so uh so... yeah I think Tara got a question for you that uh are there like a future dream project that you want to work on and um, you looking forward to learn uh, programming language you are not familiar with? I think you want to learn Python, right? But do you have any projects that you work, want to work on uh, in the future? What was your dream project? <laughs> oh, uh, the dream project. Yeah. Well, hmm. honestly, I don't have a dream project to be honest. I mean, uh, all right, sorry. You know, actually, the chat's on the side. Is kind of <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, that's why I'm reading for you. Don't worry, I, I got you covered. I will read the questions for you. So, yeah. <laughs> right. No, honestly, I don't have a dream project as well. But, but then, I mean, I was, I was actually bored doing a desk job, as I mentioned, you know. And I was just looking for a sort of profile which, which, which you know, I could fit in and which suits me and where I get that sense of satisfaction. And, like, now... I've got this taste of how it feels of, you know, launching an open source um, project, you know, like, I mean, not launching as, as in being a part of it and stuff. So maybe now that I give it a thought, it'd be pretty cool if I could actually, you know, um, make an open source project on my own, something very small, not something very big, as I mentioned, big projects are all this team effort. But yeah, now that you asked, you know, I'm, I think I'm quite capable to start it out as well. So. You know, it could be a BDFL of something. 
<laughs> yeah, BDFL or something. Like Chuck, you have your uh, pick and mix project, which is well, that impressive. was kind of uh, not like in document for a while because I was like, you know, oh, full on for Terminus DB. Because this is a very interesting project. I was like just drawn to it. So, um, but yeah, we'll see what happens in the future. And I think Luke yeah. got a question to ask, like, when are we getting the train to Cork again? That's the question for you, Luke. And is it like why Luke is? Where, asking, where are you reading this? Actually, I am reading something it's else. in the Q and A. So like maybe maybe you can't see it, but I I'm reading it for you. So Luke asks like, yeah, <laughs> when are so we I... getting the train to Cork? <laughs> I don't know Aww. what you what do you mean, Luke? Do you want to? <laughs> you're teasing. <laughs> Uh, once the pandemic is over, I assume, but I'm really not looking forward to the 7 a.m. trains. I, I like the 10 a.m. trains, to be honest. So guys, just to give you a briefing, um, we used to go on site for our customer, which is in Cork. And oh my God, it was, it was like, I mean, we used to, we had to go to Cork station here um, at 7 a.m. <laughs> it's like, I had to wake up at around 5.30, 6, but you should like go like this, you know. Like that, and uh, yeah. that was too early <laughs> to go. Yeah. But hold on, I have a, I have a, um, I have a message from Tara, I guess. In yeah. Which is that the panel which you're reading? From? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm reading like multiple ones. So there are questions coming from the Q and A, and those are the their chats that like you know, um, right. yeah, that's typing. But I think that's that's uh, that's most of the question I can find, and uh, yeah, even but though just. Just a note to Tara, I mean, I just read your um, message right now. And as you mentioned, you're 100% correct, 100% correct. You mentioned that um, I feel like the best way to learn something new is to learn like a child. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and just another tip from me is to, you know, take tiny, tiny steps, you know. And um, uh, yeah, just, just do small things first. If that works, make a wrapper on top of that, like, dumb stuff but always you know but as you mentioned the best thing to learn is like a child and ask questions however big and small it is you know i mean that you you can never um underestimate a question because the more questions you ask the more you understand and it's better to ask questions rather than assuming stuff and you know keeping quiet there so um so way to go tara i hope you yeah. learn yeah, that's amazing. I think like Tara, if you want to, I think you can find uh, Kitty on LinkedIn, right? Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like Kitty already gave her name, uh, so you can maybe look her up in LinkedIn and uh, chat further. So yeah, I yeah, think that's sure. really good. Thank you so much, Kitty. And sure. uh, I think we're thank giving you, time as well. So yeah, thank you everyone for being here and showing interest about, you know, uh, the behind the scene of the people <laughs> who are working on Terminus DB. Yeah. And um, so uh, next week, uh, of course, we'll interview someone else and we will maybe talking more about like more interesting stuff because like it will be more business focused because we are now in crisis time. So it'll be a very uh, hot topic. So um, yeah, stay tuned. Yeah. All right. Thank you guys for having yeah. me here. All of you all take care. See ya. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Terminators on Tech. Please follow us on Twitter at TerminusDB. Questions and comments are welcome. See you next week.